Hello and welcome to episode 38 of Spooky Girls, the podcast where we explore all sorts of real-life paranormal and creepy occurrences, from ghost sightings and hauntings, to reported alien and cryptid encounters, myths, folklore, legends and more. Every week we cover a different true spooky story. We're your hosts. I'm Katrina. And I am Jasmine. Hi guys. Hello, hello everybody. Hello. We both we have. <laughs> go on. Go on. You tell them. So you tell them. We Katrina. both have new microphones. Um, mm. If this sounds a bit weird, um, I'm still not not really sure how it's going to sound together with both of us with new microphones. <laughs> Jasmine used hers for the Patreon and. Um, I think it was pretty great. I think so too. But I'm not sure how mine is going to compare with my own. I'm sure it's the exact same. We've got the exact same microphone. I'm sure it'll be equally as fabulous. Don't worry. Hopefully. Don't worry. Um, Yeah, so hopefully it will mean that I won't have to um, spend so long editing. But yes, very, very excited. So excited. Yeah. Jasmine is doing the story today, um, but just before we begin, we would love to thank our newest patrons, Adele Durham and Samantha Ditt. Yay! Thank you, thank guys. Thank you, guys. We love you. Now it's finally Jasmine's <laughs> Jasmine's turn to talk. <laughs> Go on, Jasmine. Oh, um, hello. <laughs> hello, Katty. Um, hello, yes. Goodbye. No. Okay. So, um, sorry about the late episode, guys. I was rather unwell last week. Oh, yeah. But I'm completely fine now. Yes. Unfortunately, I was struck down with tonsillitis of all lovely infections mm. to get in the middle of a pandemic. Um, and it's pretty much just my fault. My doctor told me that it's because I, and I quote, party too fucking much and don't get enough sleep and by party all she means is i drink a lot of alcohol shout at friends and then i fall asleep somewhere yes, you do. um so i've i'm going to stop doing that for a month well, i'm not gonna drink for a month we'll see how long that lasts um probably will be hung over this time next week but who knows i have faith in myself even if my doctor does not mm. and uh yeah that's pretty much uh an update from me Yay. how about you anything new Anything new for you, Catty? Um, nothing very much. I did get to see your delightful brother, which yes, was lovely, and his girlfriend, Sarah, who is a sweetie oh, pie. I'm very, very jealous, God. That was the highlight of my week. Oh, he'll be very happy to know that. Mm. Well, hopefully soon, once once I can uh, properly leave Hong Kong, mm-hmm. I can finally come back for good. We'll see. Yeah. We will see. Um, anyway... Moving swiftly along, mm-hmm. um, so today, today, because I have not told you what I've what I've written for this one, actually, have I? No, now? I am so excited. Okay, so now you might have actually heard of this one, okay. but this is one that I hadn't heard of because I was trying to find something a bit, a bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, yet again, always have to be different. <laughs> and uh, so this is um, about a man who was a murderer. Oh. And um, and about how he was possessed by spirits, apparently, and had an exorcism. Does this sound familiar to you at all? Um, Quite prolific case in the UK. In the UK? Mm-hmm. From the UK. Any guesses? No. What? What is it? So, today's story is The Exorcism of Michael Taylor. 
Oh, I don't think I've ever heard of this. Oh, excellent. We'll see. Okay. Oh, I know. Strap in <laughs> for once. Catty does not know what I'm talking about. Catty frequently <laughs> doesn't know what you're talking about, but in relation to the to the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I, I do babble a lot of crap, no. as everyone is aware. No, I love each other. Okay, so let's begin. The Exorcism of Michael Taylor. I got my sources from mainly a variety of YouTube videos. And, of course, Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, guys, just a heads up. Uh, this episode will contain some rather graphic descriptions of dead bodies, mutilated bodies, uh, specifically um, an animal if you are extremely sensitive about animal uh, corpses, I guess, then uh, maybe you should skip this one. Uh, let's get started. In 1974, in the town of Osset, Yorkshire, 31-year-old butcher Michael Taylor lived with his wife, Christine, and their five sons. Times were rough for the Taylors. Having injured his back and with Britain in the midst of a recession, Michael was struggling to hold down a job and to provide for his family. Steadily, he became depressed, withdrawing into himself so much that Christine grew desperate to alleviate his sadness. When a family friend suggested they visit a Christian fellowship group which was energetic and exciting, Christine jumped at the idea. Before long, the usually unreligious tailors were attending their very first charismatic Christian group session. The charismatic Christians were a collective who focused on the supernatural and spiritual elements of the Bible, concerning themselves more with divination than scripture. Group leader Marie Robinson welcomed them and the pair were so moved that they promptly converted after only their first meeting. However, the deeper the tailors got involved with the group, the more Michael was drawn to Marie Robinson. Even his wife, Christine, could see it. Whilst his temperament had improved upon their initial joining, Michael began to exhibit rather strange complaints He grew fearful and wary of the moon, unable to sleep, and, as his pastor of sorts, it was Marie who would sit up with him and coach him through his fears. He is said to have spoken in tongues which only Marie could understand. Michael became moody, aggressive and argumentative, and his relationship with Marie far too close for comfort. Frustrated with how her husband's cure had only made him worse, Christine decided to confront Michael. Both Michael and Marie insisted that they had never been engaged in physical intimacy with each other, but when Christine asked them to talk out their strange tension, things got messy. No one knows what was said in this room but Christine claims that her husband tried to kiss Robinson and she rejected him. When they emerged from this private room, Michael is said to have proclaimed, a miracle has happened and we have both overcome our passions. It was at this point that he experienced a true psychotic break. According to Marie Robinson's testimony, his whole face changed 
He looked almost bestial and had a real wild look in his eye. Then he lunged at her and attacked, screaming and clawing at her like an animal. Following this very public outburst, Michael claimed amnesia. His plea was so earnest, Marie even went as far as to absolve him in the church's eyes. But this was merely the beginning. His downfall progressed from this point so much that news of it reached Father Peter Vincent and his wife, Sally. Father Vincent was an Anglican exorcist, and upon learning of Michael Taylor's affliction, became certain that the man was possessed by evil, possibly demonic spirits. Father Vincent insisted, pushing Christine to pursue an exorcism as opposed to a more conventional form of reformation. Father Vincent joined with Methodist preacher Reverend Smith and led the ceremony, casting out over 40 demons, including those of incest, bestiality and blasphemy. After seven grueling hours, exhausted, they allowed Taylor to go home, although they felt at least three demons, those of insanity, murder and violence, were still left in him. I mean, you know what? Yeah, send him home then. Fucking like, okay, yeah. bye then, go home now. They're arguably, they're the worst ones to leave in someone. Yeah. And since when did each demon represent like a different thing? I don't know. These are just like, this is just what they be saying. Just what they be saying. Allegedly, one woman tried to push them to carry on the exorcism because the remaining demons would spell Christine's demise. But did they listen? No, of course not. Of course, why would they listen? So, on October 6th, 1974, at 7am, everyone went home. At 10am that same morning, Michael Taylor murdered his wife brutally. With his bare hands, he ripped out her tongue and eyes, uh. and then peeled her face from the flesh beneath. He even strangled the family dog, a poodle. No. He ripped its limbs off, pulled out its eyes and teeth, all with his bare hands. Yeah, it's That's fucking disgusting. Not the dog. The dog had nothing to do with it, you monster. And he didn't touch the kids, which is good. He didn't hurt the kids, but he did kill their mother. Christine died either by exsanguination, shock, or asphyxiation due to choking on her own blood. That morning, the police received worried phone calls about a naked man covered in red paint seen around the town. When the police found him, all Michael said was, he felt compelled to kill every living thing, but now, released, I'm released. The evil in her has been undone. The case was a media sensation, and the trial became a national interest, actually. The charismatic Christians were revealed as a cult, and blamed for exacerbating existing mental health issues, pushing him to the brink during this exorcism. The church was blamed widely and squarely. Some said, Taylor is a mere cipher, and the real danger lies elsewhere. 
The Bishop of Wakefield labelled Michael's exorcism unwise, and the Archbishop of Canterbury condemned the rash approach of Father Vincent. However, Father Vincent rebutted this by saying, God will make good of this in his own way. This is after he was accused of destroying a whole family. Yeah, what type of answer is that? Like, God didn't make good of any of this. What are you talking about? Right? Like, bitch, it was you, you know? Yeah. Marie Robinson was blamed widely for Michael's possession, and he was found innocent by reason of insanity. He was deemed detached from reality and sent to Broadmoor, London, for two years, before the Bradford Royal Infirmary for another two years. He was then released from custody. That's four years he served. What? Not even in prison. Yeah. Four years in a mental hospital for killing his wife in that brutal way. Broadmoor's like the mm. psychiatric. Bedlam. Yeah. But yeah, so this hospital, I'm, I'm not sure how many of, of our listeners know about Broadmoor, but like it goes back centuries, the actual um, hospital grounds that it was on used to be the most infamous and awful mental hospital in the whole of london called the bethlehem the bethlehem asylum i think and um and that's where the term bedlam comes from yeah it's uh, like just means so crazy person well known in the uk mm -hmm. i think it might be in the u.s to some people yeah. people with these kinds of interests probably know about Broadway, yeah they probably but, do i don't know next patreon yeah. episode next patreon episode. next patreon episode okay so yes, he served four years in total for the brutal murder of his wife. He is then believed to have moved back to Osset after his release from the Bradford Royal Infirmary, and four failed attempts at suicide quickly followed. He kept a low profile for about 30 years before being arrested in 2005 for assaulting a minor. Jesus Christ. He pled guilty to two counts of sexual assault and was only given two years of community service and outpatient psychiatric help. He served no prison time for his crime and the church had no repercussions for their part in the brutal murder of Christine. A little twist. Sally Vincent, the wife of Father Vincent, is said to have been pulling the strings all along and had a suspected interest in demonic possession. That's pretty much it. I don't have a cool dramatic ending for it. Except to say, Hua! Cannot believe nobody wow. got done for this crime. The justice system is awful. Yeah. <laughs> the scariest part of all. Boom! <laughs> But I mean, yeah, it's pretty, pretty nasty. When I was reading about it, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, that's and gnarly. Um, yeah, it's pretty grim. Pretty, pretty grim. I think our only advice from everything we've ever read about exorcisms is... Um, Please don't do them. Yeah, go see a mental health specialist first, please. Please do not call your priest. Don't do it. Don't. 
Please don't. But yeah, I mean, um, apparently it's a very well-known case in the UK, that one. Mm. There's loads of speculation. But no, I never heard of it. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, I guess I guess it's something which just shows the supreme failure of the justice system. Yeah. That this man could rip out his wife's eyeballs and tear off her face with his bare hands and serve only four years in a nice hospital. Yeah. Do you know what happened to the cult? Oh, they were disbanded oh, were because, they? like, they were condemned universally by a bunch of other real churches. Mm. Although um, it took a while for the, the churches to actually condemn them. I guess they were waiting to see what the verdict was. Yeah. Um, and yes, yeah, so then people blamed Marie Robinson for his possession, saying that like she put these demons of passion in him what? and like tempted him away from his wife. Yeah. So this is what like the church said. Like they blamed her people blamed her and the church kind of backed it up they blamed her and they blamed father vincent and then they they blamed sally vincent when they realized that like she's had this lifelong interest in the occult so um i don't think anything happened nothing happened to marie robinson but uh yeah i'm i'm guessing that you know if your cult gets shut down i mean i'm sure that she can't have been the best person if she was leading some kind of creepy spooky jesus cult you know yeah but um, like still pretty harmless. don't blame the woman for a man lusting over her yeah like, god <laughs> and again she rejected him like he verbally attacked her and tried to kill her yeah. in front of the whole congregation and then she went to his house and absolved him in in the eyes of the church like she completely forgave him and then he goes and kills his wife mm. you know kills his wife and um and it's her fault precisely and the thing is because it was such a media frenzy people don't actually know like who said what when yeah so for example the woman who was like oh you should finish it um otherwise his wife could die apparently this was some woman this was some woman who was there yeah. at the time and everyone was like there were other people there and then she was like oh yeah i was there and i told them they must carry on but they didn't listen to Uh-oh. me um so again there's a bunch yeah, of yeah like, you don't know if she actually was yeah. there i mean it again it it makes for a very good story yeah yeah but uh you never know never know you never know with these things no i mean i think everyone blamed father vincent because of course the exorcism mm. sounded pretty traumatic and like if you were already having a psychotic break and someone was like avast yeah. you demon blah, 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 then you probably would be like yeah and oh. especially if they're like oh by the way you still have this this and this demon still in you goodbye <laughs> like see you tomorrow yeah round two yeah excellent another seven hours of torture sweet oh i forgot to mention i forgot to mention the reason why after he like confessed to two counts of sexual assault to children the reason why he wasn't put in prison is because he again experienced and exhibited these very strange sorts of demonic possession symptoms and was like talking to himself and hitting himself against the wall and people were like wow he's crazy better send Mm. him to another hospital and give him community service no because they they just gave him service and gave him outpatient care but they seem to be like too scared of him to do anything with him, which is yeah, crazy. Yeah, I just I don't understand any of the logic mm. in four four years for yeah. murdering your wife and the dog. Horrible, but yeah, um, there was one podcast actually. There was one podcast that apparently covered this. They covered this a while ago, and they 
got in contact with one of the sons because remember they had five sons oh together God, yeah. Christine and yeah. Michael so one of the sons um, said that he claimed that like that's where the knowledge about um, Sally Vincent is from because like this is what he heard in school and stuff and this is what he learned himself that like oh a lot of what happened in the exorcism was actually the work of his wife so it became this thing about like oh is it like his wife sally telling father vincent what to do and what to say and actually like putting those demons into him as opposed to taking them out again um depends if you believe in demonic possession or not i guess but yeah ta-da wow really showcases the failure of the justice system (laughs) yeah yeah and the mental mental health care and um cults 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 lovable cults Mm, don't join a cult please anybody that's our (laughs) advice yes thank you so much jasmine that was an awesome episode um lots to think about mainly about how much we hate cults so Thank you so much for listening and we hope to have you back for next week's episode. If you want to get in touch for any reason, just to say hello or to send us a story of your own true paranormal or spooky experience, please email us at spookygalspodcast at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Twitter at spookygalspod and on Instagram at spookygalspodcast. If you want to support us further, then you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash spookygirls and from as little as $2 a month, you gain access to bonus episodes and other awesome content that we have planned for the future. Thank you all so much and we'll see you all next time. Stay spooky. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Oh, that was very loud. Whoopsie. <laughs>